Hi everyone, welcome back to Tarfields. Hi. Should we just get right into Rosebud and Thorn? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Jordan, what's your rose? Okay. My rose, which you could also count as your th- rose, is that we are going to the final four, baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited about that. Um, we watched the game this weekend on Friday and Sunday together. The Friday game was against UCLA, and the Sunday game was against St. Peter's, which was pretty exciting. And we won, and it was great. And now I'm scared because we're playing Duke, but I'm still excited, and it's still very um, happy for the team and for Hubert. So yeah. that's my rose. What about you? I would say similar to your. Well, I would say my rose is probably the same as yours, but I'm going to try to think of something else that's more original. I think it's probably Bridgerton. We'll talk more about it next week, but it's been really fun to watch it. I feel like I haven't gotten into a TV show in a long time. I think it takes me a lot to get interested in a television show and stay invested and watch the whole thing. Like, I've never been the type of person to, like, binge shows. Like, most shows on Netflix I haven't seen. So, it's been really exciting to, like, actually find a show that I can sink my teeth into Mm -hmm. and that I, like, want to watch. So, that's been a fun fun endeavor of mine and i'm exactly the person who binge watches all the tv shows so i have also been loving it and i'm looking forward to our discussions slash perhaps debates yeah jordan and i have very (laughs) we already had a fight about different opinions when it comes to um like just bridgerton we can't get into it now no we can't we'll get upset so we're gonna have a debate (laughs) about it next week so tune in if you want to hear jordan and i yell at each other about bridgerton we won't burst your eardrums, I promise. Mm, I don't promise. So what's your thorn for this week? My thorn is that I kind of just hate everything and like <laughs> everyone right now. Mm. Not It's nothing personal, Jordan. No, um, I don't. I just like am not vibing with life right now. It just is so bad and um, it's unfortunate <laughs> that it's happening. <laughs> You know how, like, Something you get happen. burnt out on school where you're like, yeah. oh, I just can't. I just feel that way about life right now. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to put everything on pause, I but I want to mm-hmm. take every single thing that's happening and I want it to stop. <laughs> and then I want to put on my pajamas and I want to get in bed and I want to sleep for at least, like, four or five days. Blink twice if you want to stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt last um, Tuesday and Wednesday. I had such a slump and I was just like, I am just not going to be doing anything. Yeah. And it was also raining one of those mm-hmm. days, which really, really gets me. Yeah, it's just, it's an unfortunate time to be feeling this way yeah. because I have so have much shit to do. <laughs> I have so much work that's going on. I have like, I was just telling Jordan, I have a project due tomorrow. I have an essay due the day after that. And just so many things that I need to start working on for the end of the semester. And instead, all I want to do is just curl up into a ball and not talk to a single person, never look at anything or anyone <laughs> else ever again. And so this feeling will pass. I know I'm it to so be true. Sorry I'm in your house right now. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm looking for the morning. I'm, I'm looking forward to the morning that I wake up and I want to get out of bed. <laughs> That's um, how I felt last week. <laughs> and then you know what? And then I came back from Pledge Mountain this weekend and I just manifested a week of productivity. I told Parker, this week I'm going to be the picture of productivity and motivation. Mm. And so far, I've been doing pretty well. That's fantastic. <laughs> Tell me, what's that like? <laughs> Do you want to continue to brag? I believe in you. Thanks, Jordan. And it will get better. I, oh, I love you. She's so inspiring. 
Well, on that note, Miss Positivity, what's your thorn? <laughs> I mean, I think my thorn is that I do have quite a lot of stuff to do this next this week and next week, which is why I manifested this life for myself. <laughs> but um, I also deleted TikTok off my phone, which I feel like helps a lot with my productivity. Mm-hmm. And I also um i like finished watching bridgerton i got it out of the way so i was like okay no distractions no bridgerton no tiktok i'm just going to be doing the things i need to do but it still is quite a lot of things so that is kind of a thorn can i share another thorn that i have (laughs) yeah please do like i i was falling down the depression (laughs) rabbit hole of tiktok and i saw this horrifying video of that man well he wasn't a man he was simply a child he was like 14 falling off of the like roller coaster did you have you seen this no or heard about this what when what roller basically coaster? what happened is it's this type of ride where it takes you up really slowly and then just drops oh but you know how a lot of different roller coasters and rides will have those like kind of barricade things that drop like the cushions that drop down over your head and like essentially push you into the ride yeah um they're strapped in well here's the thing they don't have these at my like the only like they don't have these at the like north carolina state fair they just have the part that drops over you but a lot of rides nowadays will also have a buckle that buckles that thing into the seat so that if it's not fully like lodged down over you that there's the thing won't fly off because essentially that's the only thing keeping you in the seat is the piece that comes down over you does that make sense it's hard to describe i get what you're saying i feel like you're describing it well um you are like essentially trained i think when you're learning how to operate like the machinery essentially like who is and isn't suitable for this ride that's why they don't let Mm -hmm. children ride the ride on the opposite end of the spectrum because they can just fly out they're too small right this man was like i think he was an athlete he was very tall very large and you can see in the video ahead of time that it doesn't come down fully over him and it's not locked into place. Mm-hmm. And so as the machine, like as the ride is coming down, he just flew out. How was this on your TikTok? I don't know, but it was actually horrifying. It was literally horrifying. And that was my thorn. That's a very long winded explanation scary. of my thorn yeah. is that it was terrifying it was so scary. It made me never want to ride a roller coaster yeah, ever say, again in my life. Where do you stand on roller coasters? Like, are you a roller coaster fan? Video aside. I really like them normally. Okay, like, so do I. I like to go to the ones at my state fair, even though I do get scared a lot of, like, obviously, if the machinery isn't operating well, like, yeah. the risk is super high. And it's also, like, I mean, at our state fair, it's, like, they put them up in a matter of, like, a day or two and it's like traveling equipment so it's very easy i would feel like for something to go wrong and And so obviously whenever i get on a ride i'm like okay i'm taking that inherent risk of like risking my life for 30 seconds of adrenaline but i mean i do it anyways i will say i'm a bigger fan of like typical roller coasters than Mm -hmm. the like big tower drop things um and i also mostly would go to six flags in atlanta Mm -hmm. and so obviously that's like a more um permanent establishment where the rides are you know have been around longer and are probably more like checked and stuff i feel like i would also be wary of like state fair rides yeah i think after seeing this video i will never go on another state fair ride ever again in my life but it was graphic it was scary and it was a terrible way to um spend 
three minutes of my day. Wow. Well, on that note, what's your bud going forward into the week, looking towards brighter futures? I really want to um, brush Franklin Street. I want to send Coach K packing with his bags. I just knocked on wood. Yeah, Jordan knocked on wood. I can't think of anything more sad than the first time we play Duke in the Final Four that we lose don't say that i'm not i'm i just i i can't say that i hope we win because that'll jinx it but i also can't say that we're gonna lose because it's too sad to even comprehend i don't know if i'll even be able to watch the game i think it's gonna send my anxiety through the roof but it's gonna be a day for sure as i said to one of my friends the other day it's either gonna be the best night of our lives or the worst night agree and that is no exaggeration i was talking to one of my friends and i was like at this point, either us or Duke is going to be in the national championship. Like, us or Duke is going to have a chance to win the national championship this year. Which is crazy. I know. And very scary. If Duke wins the and national I championship, would, I'm going to cry. Yeah, I would be extremely upset. What's your bet, yeah. Jordan? Um, okay, so this is also this weekend, but Carly and I and our rec lacrosse team are going to a lacrosse tournament in Wilmington this weekend which should be pretty fun. We've had one game so far, but I wasn't able to go. But um, so this is our first tournament. It'll be really exciting. And so I'm really looking forward to that. But we also all want to watch the game. So we're driving to Wilmington on Friday night, staying in a hotel, playing two lacrosse games on Saturday, right after our last game, driving back to Chapel Hill for the night for the game which will make it even worse if we do not win because then I will have driven back and forth from Wilmington for nothing. Do you have to go back to Wilmington? Yes, and then either late Saturday night, I think if we do not win, we will drive back probably Saturday night. And then otherwise, we will drive back early Sunday morning to play two more games in Wilmington and then drive back. So it's going to be chaotic. That's literally insane. And it's going to be a lot of driving and it's going to be a lot of gas money. But, you know, we're true fans, and we said we have to be in Chapel Hill for the game, just in case. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be really fun. It'll also be really crazy and hectic. Um, Yeah, I don't know. A weekend like no other. Very true. But it'll be fun. I'm excited. Um, We had lacrosse practice last night, and I just felt like we had, like, just a really solid practice. We were all, like, gelling, and, like, it's kind of hard to have, like, a team morale when um, there's, like, a bunch of new girls this year, and we, we only practice twice a week, and, like, some people can't come to every practice. It's so different from in high school when we had practice, like, every night, every, like, four times a week for two hours, and we all knew each other, and we all went to school together and stuff, and, like, you had to go to practice, and we're way more chill. And so um, it's exciting. It's, we're starting to feel like a team, which is really cute. And I hope we do well. Or even if we don't, it'll still be fun. Okay, so today we're going to have a little music discussion, compare our music tastes, favorite artist, um, Spotify wrapped slash Apple Music replays, depending on what you use. Jordan uses Apple okay, Music. Maybe we can have a debate about this. Oh, okay. Um, and then... I also recorded a podcast episode with one of my best friends from high school, Janie, um, which we'll insert at the end, but we also talked about music and a lot of fun stuff, so we'll give more of an intro to that later, but right now, Eva and I are going to talk about our music, tastes, preferences, artists, things like that. Do we want to start with a, with a streaming platform debate? Sure. <laughs> I honestly, I, I don't have a huge preference. 
I just use Apple Music because my family has an Apple Music family plan. And so mm-hmm. I use it for free. And that's why I use it. To me, <laughs> Apple Music is like an Android of streaming platforms. Like Spotify but is the, the iPhone. opposite of an Android. No. It's an Apple product. No, but the, the culture <laughs> of it and, and the idea, mm-hmm. the concept. Do you mean it's like Apple Music? Cheeky? Yeah. Is it old? Like Apple Music is to android as spotify <laughs> is to iphone it's this like, okay i understand they both do the same i understand things. the vibes that you're saying it's it's the same thing they have all the same capabilities the vibes are just different okay i understand the vibes what vibes would you say is equivalent to that of like tv streaming services apple music gives me like peacock vibes <laughs> Hulu okay. is a little juky. I'll say, like, Hulu could be there with that. Okay. But I would say HBO is giving me sleek. It's giving me Spotify. It's giving me Spotify's iPhone. sleek. I feel like Spotify is, like, young. But, like, not in a bad way. Like, in a it's good way. Me, it's giving me young. <laughs> it's, it's trendy. Like, it's, like, it's more trendy. They, What's Euphoria on? Is that on HBO? Yes. Mm, that's okay, what I'm that saying. that makes sense. It's, I, I think, don't have an HBO subscription. I think a lot of the stuff that they make, like, their HBO originals are, like, I don't know. Just mm. they hit different. Okay, we're getting off topic, but I, I thought that was an interesting question to ask. Okay, so anyway, I have Apple Music, so I will be referring to my Apple Music replay. Mm-hmm. And one thing I will say, I I do get very jealous every year when people post their Spotify raps because I do like that they make them look very like aesthetically pleasing, um, and they give like so many stats and stuff, and I do like that. I will say one thing that I like about the Apple Music replay is that it updates throughout the year, so like I can already look and see what I've listened to for 2022 i think it starts in like february of each year and i don't think you can do that with spotify you like you just get it once a year Mm -hmm. so that is something that i prefer but i do wish apple music replay was more aesthetically pleasing and like instagrammable (laughs) (laughs) but i still did post mine on my instagram story so what is your number one song from 2021 oh my number one song was good for you by olivia rodrigo really Mm mm-hmm I don't have the specific stats. It did tell me at the time, like, um, how many times I'd played it or Mm -hmm. how many hours or whatever, but um, I don't have that now. It just gives me, like, a playlist, and it ranks the tracks in, like, order of how many times I listen to them. Yeah, mine does the same thing. That was my um, most listened to song. Yours. Mine was Good Days by SZA. Okay. Um, And then my second one is Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo, so... Mm -hmm. I was still a fan. My second one was Mr. Perfectly Fine by Taylor Swift. Oh, no surprises there. No. Okay, um, what's your third? The Very First Night by Taylor Swift. My, These are all, I'm going to tell you this right Taylor now. Swift? Like my top five are Olivia Rodrigo and Taylor Swift. Really? Yeah. Okay, but probably because if we talk about our what are your most listened to artists, like they're the, my top two. Um, let's see, four and five, Deja Vu and Driver's License. Okay. So actually more Olivia Rodrigo than Taylor Swift. Interesting. Mine is um, Visions by Loving, which is like, I don't really listen to a lot of their music, but I liked that song apparently. Levitating by Dua Lipa <laughs> and Da Baby, And then The Less I Know the Better, Tame Impala. I know a lot of people were like, oh, this is my study playlist or this is my running playlist or whatever. And so that's why it's so high. Um, definitely Levitating because okay. I think there was like a period where i listened to it a lot when i would run like i really liked listening to that song to work out that's why i think it's hard because like my playlist is very 
weird because it's a lot of songs that i don't even realize that i listen to that much right, but it's yeah. just like from running yeah well i also babysit kids oh, so true. that's another song that they also like so oh. i would play that so i think that's another thing is like i listen to it when i work out i also would listen to it a bit like in my personal life and then i also listen to it while i was driving the kids around that makes sense. so the same thing with driver's license like the kids loved that song yeah. so i was listening to that in like several different like facets of my life Okay, does yours tell you, like, your top artists for the year? Um, it doesn't, but I remember who they are. Okay, so we can go into that, too. I don't know if Spotify does this, but mine tells me how many hours of music I listen to for each artist. My top artist, no surprise, was Taylor Swift. And I listened to 90 hours of Taylor Swift, which is more than four full days. That's crazy. (laughs) Who was your top artist? Okay, Again, this is, I was really surprised by this, Mm. but Uh, mine was Kanye West, which don't look at me like that. We literally are rivals right now. (laughs) I would not consider myself a Kanye fan. Yeah, I I, wouldn't consider you a Kanye fan either. Like, Megan is a Kanye fan. Liam, like, Kanye fan. Like, they know, like, a lot of his music. I think I probably like, like, 10 to... 15 songs maybe that i frequent all the time yeah but in the scheme of how much music he's created that's like a drop in the bucket Mm. that would be like if i listened to like one taylor swift album kind of thing like she's just created so much music same thing with him where it's like i wouldn't consider myself a fan because i only really listen to the songs that i like and i listen to them a lot but it's not like i'm super into him like all of his Overall, music kind of thing right so i don't it know if i would consider be, myself a fan it could also be like if liam and megan are really big fans of him if you're like oxing in the car or like at a party or something it makes sense that you would play his music if your friends like him yeah you know? exactly i feel like he has a lot of good like party songs but i also yeah. really like to listen to his music when i'm working out so i think that's why it's also because i don't listen to a lot of artists like just by themselves I can't think of a lot of artists where I like so much of their music. Like, typically, I like, like, a selection of their songs, and I listen to those, but I'm not, like, super loyal to, like, specific artists, and I, like, ride or die on, like, all their stuff. So I don't think it takes a lot of listening time for an artist to be, like, in my top whatever. Like, I, from what I remember, I don't think I actually really spent, in the grand scheme of my total listening time, listening to Kanye. It was just, like... I don't listen to that many artists that consistently Mm -hmm. because I also think Olivia Rodrigo was in there and again like I listen to her a fair amount but I wouldn't consider her like one of my top artists or like one of my favorite artists it was probably just because her album came out this year and like you're probably listening to it a lot when it came out but then you you go back to like whatever you listened to before yeah definitely um Olivia Rodrigo was also she was my number two artist because I think like when driver's license came out i was listening to it all the time mm-hmm. and like when her album came out i was listening to it all the time so i listened to 20 hours of olivia rodrigo which good amount but big drop off from taylor swift number two was tame impala which no surprises there i, f- I feel like i listened to a lot of tame impala yeah. so that one made sense and then number three was olivia rodrigo and then i can't remember four and five yeah my next ones were um ajr was my third one. Oh, cute and that was nine hours and then casey musgraves was eight hours because i really i listened a lot to her um new album star crossed mm. that came out this fall and i really liked it and then ajr is just love them cod favorite and then i'll also go into mine for this year so far because it does tell me so far and we can kind of through this we can talk about like who are we loving right now what are some songs we really like right now 
and off of that i've talked about this on the pod before but i'm a recent big fan of Maisie peters Mm -hmm. and so far this year just so far in 2022 i've listened to 26 hours of Maisie peters which is more than i listened to olivia rodrigo in the whole last year that's crazy that's a lot yeah i've been really into her um and then someone else new on mine is claire rosencrantz i don't know if that's how you say her last name but i've only listened to two hours of her so far but she has that song backyard boy um and then she has this other song frankenstein that i've had on like my monthly playlists so far this year so yeah what are some artists or songs or albums that you're really into recently there's a couple songs that i've heard through tiktok that i've been into it ain't over till it's over by lenny kravitz very good vibe there's also two other songs that i've heard through tiktok one is called forever by the little dippers the other one is a side b side but it's the acoustic version by tippling rock so those are all songs that i've like heard from tiktok and really liked so i've been listening to those a lot lately they're like on my the top of my liked playlist right now and when i get in the car i just kind of click on those Mm -hmm. i might have heard them on tiktok i'm really bad with like song names Mm -hmm. and knowing like who like what songs are by what artist unless i'm like familiar with the artist i think we should address how i was exposed for not knowing who flo millie See, i didn't even remember their name flo millie one of our pledges <laughs> was like asking me he was like ava and he looked me dead in the eyes and he said did you get flo millie tickets <laughs> and i was like no. no i know like her one song that everyone knows jordan was literally like who is flo millie like yeah, ava just was never telling heard me of this her story and she was talking about it she was like he was asking me if i got flo millie tickets and i was like if you got what tickets who's flo millie and they all made fun of me liam played the song and i was like oh i recognize this from tiktok but i just didn't know one what it was called or two the artist on that note um (laughs) i have a question for you what did you listen to growing up like what was kind of the first music you were exposed to either like maybe through your mom or your dad and how do you think that shaped your interest in music i kind of talked about this with Janie, but i was telling her about how my mom would play the dixie chicks for us growing up and so i really liked them when i was little i still like them a lot and then i remember my dad would have when we had cds in our car my dad would always play this one jack johnson cd i don't know just some random other things oh my parents used to love jimmy buffett so they would always play jimmy buffett i can't think of any other ones the dixie chicks was like big and then honestly by the time i was like six i was listening to taylor swift but i feel like a lot of times we'll be listening to the radio and my dad will be like oh that's a great song and he'll just be singing every word and i'm like i've never heard this before and he'll just be like it was a one-hit wonder (laughs) and i always think about like in 50 years or whatever or not 50 like 30 what songs from like now are going to come on the radio and they're just like random you know tiktok trending sounds or something well and we'll still be like oh i know this song Mm -hmm. what about you my parents are like pretty into music and so i grew up listening to just like a lot of music with them and it's one of those things where when you're a kid and then like going into middle school you like hate your parents music kind of like i think i went through a period where i like listened to it when i was younger and then when you start to get to middle school it's like old person music and it's kind of like oh i don't want to listen to this i want to listen to like um one direction and (laughs) justin bieber and i don't want to be listening to this old person stuff but then in high school i just gravitated back towards to it like back to it and now i really like it but i grew up like with my parents listening to like the grateful dead and van morrison and like paul simon i never went through like a i hate my parents music phase really? i think because my parents weren't like 
I didn't I don't think that I had like a extensive category of music that was like from my parents that I was that I would rebel against I mean it wasn't like it it was just oh it's not cool like I remember the first song that my dad taught me on the guitar was friend of the devil by the grateful dad which is just interesting like mm-hmm. i was just you know it's like that's not the type of song that like i think a lot of kids are gonna kids be listening know, to yeah. so it was like i think once i remember once i got my ipod being like what am i going to download on this thing because like <laughs> i don't really know what my taste in music is i just kind of know what i've heard from my parents yeah. and obviously they liked more like recent stuff like my mom likes a lot of female artists so she would always try to expose us to them like she really liked the dixie chicks and she liked this one woman named tiff Merritt, who was actually like from north carolina which was really cool and we like saw her in concert and she would always find like the coolest people like there was this one lady well she was like a young woman at the time named diane birch and i remember her like very distinctly my mom took us to see her and she was like a pianist but also like had a really good singing voice which is like I'm sure most people have like never heard of her but my mom would find these women and like yeah. get their cd and we would listen to it in the car and know all the words so I think that was really cool in a way that me and my mom and my sister bonded and I can remember making little playlists for my mom on my like first ipod that would have songs that I found and I liked but would also have songs that she liked and it would be kind of like a blend of our music taste and I don't know it's just really cute That's I think so cute I think it was a way that I like connected with my parents growing up and then like even now um it's I don't know I really like when I get in the car and we listen to music together I remember too when I was 16 and I was learning to drive my mom and I would go on these like drive arounds um kind of like you and Isabel do yeah but we would do them on like Sunday afternoons where we would go out just on like country roads like an hour from my house and we like would just on my old little iPhone we would like download a playlist and we would listen to it and I would always be so excited to show my mom like different songs that I had found so I don't know it was just really cute and I think something that I grew up seeing really be really important to my parents and um then that inherently became really important to me Mm -hmm. um so I think that's cool to have something that I can like share my love with um of music like with my parents and I want to do the same thing for my kids because yeah I don't know I think it's a special special thing no yeah I think that's really fun that reminds me of like when um I feel like now I get excited to show my dad new music he is now a big Taylor Swift fan so like I'll always play him like the new stuff and he's very like "Mm, I don't know if I like that or like oh I like Charlie on more like he's very he has opinions Mm. but also like the last time I was home I remember he was like Jordan I found this new song it's great it's a Kelsey Ballerini song it's called Half of My Hometown he's like you gotta listen to it great song (laughs) that's cute sometimes he'll have like little (laughs) recommendations I thought of something while you were talking when you were talking about how your mom was really into female artists I talked about this with Janie but I think I cut it because it was kind of a tangent but did your mom ever go through a pink phase because my mom and all of her friends went through this phase where they were obsessed with pink and they went to like her concert and she was doing like performances on like aerial silks and they were all like oh my god she's so badass i have a story about pink <laughs> okay it's a tangent but <laughs> let's go on it <laughs> somehow my grandma knows her grandma like a long time ago when pink was younger she was like performing at some like event or something and my grandma went with her grandma and m- my grandma was like she had all of these nose rings and ear piercings and crazy haircut but man that girl could sing <laughs> that is so funny my grandma was like 
if you can't tell by my accent, she's Southern. She's very open-minded and everything, but she, I, you know, obviously is like not in touch with the culture of like today's artists. So like that was definitely around the time that like, I guess style, like early 2000s, more like punk, whatever. And I guess that's what Pink was into at the time. But apparently when she was performing, my grandma really had, um, had some opinions on her appearance and was very shocked by by it but she found her very talented (laughs) but no I can't say my mom went through a pink phase but um my grandma did get to see her as a young woman that's crazy (laughs) that's so funny what was your first concert my first concert was the Jonas Brothers um it was in Charlotte with my god family and I was like eight or nine I don't remember exactly it was at this like outdoor venue and I remember we were sitting on the lawn and it was so good and I'm pretty sure Demi Lovato opened for them and it was iconic I got to see them at Museum in Town and Joe was looking pretty fine so <laughs> I did not go see the Jonas Brothers at Music Midtown no, I, I went and saw about this? I went and saw Maroon 5 instead but she's a marooner yeah I because this was also when I realized that Adam Levine is kind of cute because I never thought so I remember when he won like Sexiest Man Alive by People Magazine and I was like this man is not He's not cute. And then you saw him perform. And then in I his saw him element. perform. And we just all kind of had this moment where we looked at each other and we were like, Are we into Adam Levine? <laughs> like, that is so funny. Why does he look kind of good up there? <laughs> that was me and Hannah and Ellen about Joe Jonas. Ugh. He looked so good. He was wearing, I'll describe, he was wearing like these pink pants and this green tank top and a pearl necklace. And he. Oh, it was definitely Hannah's vibe. Like it was not my type, but even mm. I was like, "Shoot, <laughs> he looks so good." Were I you was a Joe never, girl or a Nick girl. I was a Nick girl through and I through. I was a Nick girl too. I was not into Joe. I mean, now I still like Nick, but Joe just looked really good. I thought he was Midtown. so overrated when I watched Jonas. Do you know what Ellen told me? What she, she was a Kevin. She was a Kevin girl. I knew it. I knew <laughs> it. I, we were. I remember we were in like in the crowd at Music Midtown and I was just like chatting with her about how Joe looked so good and I was like oh my god that was a Nick girl and then I was like Ellen which were you and she said I was kind of a Kevin girl and I was like of course you fucking were <laughs> literally no one I've ever met is a Kevin girl but I'm not surprised Ellen was <laughs> no. what was your first concert my first concert was Jesse McCartney I loved Jesse McCartney growing up I remember I had a video now which was like it was basically before I think it was really like YouTube was probably a big thing so you basically would like I had this little contraption it was like a little machine and you would buy music videos and put it in the video now to like watch them and I had like all of his music videos I thought he was just like the cutest boy in the whole world (laughs) basically my mom surprised us with tickets to his concert and we went and it was so fun it was me me and my mom and my sister girls night seeing the love of our lives my mom thought he was a total cutie like my sister loved him it was like we we loved we loved because he was also very wholesome like I remember at the time it was like he was a very like Disney channel yeah yeah he was like just such a just such a good boy just really sweet like really appealed to a younger generation and their parents yeah and and our parents because he was just so wholesome and he had such good music 
the Jonas Brothers actually opened up for Jesse McCartney at this show, but it was before they were famous. And I was telling Jordan about this the other day. They did that thing where like after they performed, they're like, meet us by the t-shirt, you know, thing and we'll sign autographs. And I remember my mom being like, those boys were so good. Like, do you want to go get their autograph? And I was like, no, like, who are they? Like irrelevant. Those randos? Yeah. see Jesse McCartney. Exactly. And then probably like six or seven years ago, me and my sister, my mom were looking through our memory bins, which is we kept all our like old concert tickets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And on there, it literally said like opening for jesse mccartney was the jonas brothers we were literally like i remember that we were like who are these irrelevant men that are wasting our time when we could be seeing jesse mccartney Mm. when that must have been before they were on that episode of hannah montana yeah i remember that distinctly i remember it because collabed with the jonas brothers it premiered after the premiere of high school musical 2 so it played immediately after that that was phineas and ferb no it wasn't yeah it was no it wasn't Yes, I would bet on my. I'm looking this up right Look now. Look it up right now. Listen to this. <laughs> when did High School Musical 2 come out? August 17th, 2007. When did Hannah Montana and Jonas Brothers episode air, which happens to be called Me and Mr. Jonas and Mr. Jonas and Mr. Jonas? August 17th, 2007. But look at I the time slot. No, I no, no. rest my case. No, literally look at the time slot. I remember exactly it says after. after. No. Phineas and Ferb. Look up when Phineas and Ferb debuted. They talked about it right after High School Musical ended because I remember Ashley Tisdale was the voice of Candace and she was like, now we're all going to watch my new show, Phineas and Ferb. Do you not remember that? No, because I remember watching the new episode and I remember of watching me Ashley and Mr. Tisdale. Jonas and Mr. Jonas and Mr. Jonas right after the premiere of High School Musical 2. <laughs> am I remembering? This is like, what is that called? The, the, the Mandela, Mandela effect. effect? This is the Mandela effect. Because I remember, I have to keep this in because I want people to let us know what they remember. I remember okay. us watching it. And then right after, they're sitting in like Kenny Ortega's house or whatever. And they're like all sitting on the couch and they're like, now we're going to go. And she's like, I play Candace in this new show, Phineas and Ferb. And it's premiering right now. And then it started. <laughs> anyway, wow, that is a Mandela effect. I'm leaving this in because I want people to sound off. Like, what, which do you remember? Please weigh in. Let us know. We'll put a poll on our Instagram story. My mind is, my world is shattered. (laughs) Okay, this is Jordan popping in while editing because I had to clear the air on this. Um, I did look it up and I looked up actually the exact video of the High School Musical cast after the High School Musical 2 premiere where they were talking about the rest of the things that were going to come on that night. And it turns out that the Phineas and Ferb first episode roller coaster premiered right after the High School Musical 2 movie. And then, after that, is when the Hannah Montana episode came on. So, in the end, we were both right. Now, we're going to add on this little podcast segment that I recorded with my friend Janie when I went home a few weekends ago. Um, Just to give a little intro, we've been friends since, like, elementary school, and she um, is studying music business and writes her own songs and records her own music and like releases her own music so she has um two songs out very exciting and she goes by jane day is her artist name um and hopefully she'll be coming up more stuff soon because i'm a big fan i'm also a big fan i first heard one of her songs when jordan made a tiktok um like using the song and i remember thinking like 
it was just a popular TikTok song because it was so good. I was genuinely blown away by like the production quality. And so I'm also really excited to listen to um, Janie talk about her experience in the music industry and also just like going to school for music production and music business because I think she seems like such a cool person and hopefully I get to meet her mm-hmm. um, at some point. But yeah, she's very, very cool. Um, And hopefully we can record like all three of us together in the future. It just happened to work out that I went home and I was seeing her and I was like, oh my God, let's record a little podcast. But um, I really want to do like a Zoom or something mm-hmm. with all three of us. Because I, I actually think also after talking to you about music that like you would have really similar opinions and like what she talked, she'll talk about like getting a lot of her music inspiration from her parents too. And she likes a lot of older artists. And so I feel like you would just really connect on that. So exciting. I know. So okay. cute. Um, anyway, here's that. I hope you guys enjoy and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Hello, welcome back to Tar Heels. Um, I'm all on my own today without Ava, except I'm with my friend Janie as a special guest. Hello, hello Tar Heels. I'm happy to be here. Um, Janie, do you want to give like a little brief intro about yourself? Um, I go to UGA. I'm in my third year there, but I'm the same age as Jordan. So I'm 22, but I'm graduating spring 23. And my major is comparative literature, and I'm getting a music business certificate. Janie and I know each other. Well, we went to high school together, but also middle school and elementary school. So Janie had a very cute story of meeting. Basically, my dad used to take us to this Einstein's every Saturday morning for breakfast my sister and I while my mom was sleeping we would get bagels and then afterward we would go to the fire department and we would we like befriended the firemen and we would play on the fire trucks and stuff it was super cute basically my dad used to take us to this Einstein's um every Saturday and one time Janie was there with your mom or your dad I think it was my mom okay yes and they met I guess I don't know what do you have another story we were just at the Einstein's one time my mom was like you know, this is where we met Parker and Jordan. And I was like, what? Really? And oh my God, that's so funny. Because I really thought we had met just going to elementary school together. So we've been friends basically forever. <laughs> Janie is my biggest Swifty friend. Yes. Besides yes. Isabel, of course. So we talk about like music a lot and Taylor Swift. We've just been friends for a really long time. We have. The reason I wanted to bring Janie on the podcast is that she is actually like a singer songwriter herself. And you're like my only friend who does that. So I kind of just want to talk to you about how you got into songwriting mm-hmm. and when you learned how to play the guitar and stuff. Well, my parents were like big music fanatics and especially my dad. And I feel like I was definitely the girl growing up that like I thought my dad was the best person in the world. <laughs> and so he, your dad is pretty great. He is. I mean, I definitely <laughs> think he's pretty awesome, but in a way where like I really looked up to him and he still plays in like just kind of like a dad garage band and he played guitar in that and he also played saxophone in like a marching band a local atlanta one called seed and feed and so i honestly don't even remember being like i want to play guitar i just remember one christmas i think i was like eight or nine i asked santa for a guitar and i got a pink guitar i still have it so cute and i wrote my first song i don't i don't know where like the wanting to write a song came from i just remember I wrote my own song. It had one lyric, and I think it was just like C and G back and forth, and it went, 
I went to Mars to see the stars. They were so bright I had to close my eyes. I went to Mars <laughs> to see the stars. And that was it. Wait, that's so cute. How old were you? I think I was like eight or nine. Wait, I feel like that's pretty good for eight or nine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it does rhyme, so. <laughs> did you teach yourself how to play guitar or did you have like guitar lessons? So I think when I wrote that song, I think it was just like a couple chords my dad had showed me and then... Um, they put me in guitar lessons. And my first song that I ever learned to play was The Best Day by Taylor Swift. That's so cute. Yeah. Do you remember when you first heard Taylor like, Swift? I do. Ooh, so okay. Specifically. So do I. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> it was my ninth birthday. You and Parker were both there. We all went to see the Jonas Brothers movie in theaters. <gasps> Iconic. Yes. And then it was this. like it was like a sleepover. And I actually heard her like while my mom and I were like getting ready for the sleepover, it was an ad on a website for Fearless. And I, I can't remember if it was You Belong With Me or Love Story, mm. but I just listened to the ad over and over again because I really liked it. And then Doug, who is Karin Plain's dad, I specifically remember him handing me the Fearless CD as my birthday present. That's so cute. <laughs> I don't remember that. Or I don't remember going to see the Joe's Brothers movie. You don't? No. I wish I did because I bet it was really good. Yeah, I remember. Um, well, I don't know when we got this, but we had a piano book. We still have it, I bet. That's like the debut um, like mm-hmm. songs on piano. And so Parker and I took piano lessons when we were little. Like, when did that come out? 2006. So like shortly after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember having that. So I definitely knew who Taylor Swift was at that point because I'm sure my mom bought it for a reason. Right. But I remember being at camp like summer of 2007. So it must have been that summer. And we had like a talent show. And I remember all these girls were doing our song because it said it was like a church camp uh-huh. and it said God in it because she was like asking God. Yeah. Asking God if, to play, if he could play it again or whatever. Yeah. So it was like Big church camp song because, you know, she's a little Christian country girl. So I remember that. Yeah. And then I remember my god sisters went to the Fearless tour and I was so jealous of them. Mm-hmm. Did you guys speak now? I think you went together, maybe. Or we didn't I went together. with my parents. I don't know if our parents I think went I went together. with Olivia. I think it's like okay. me, my mom, and Olivia and someone else. I just remember the, the purple tree in the middle oh. when she was playing Last yes. Kiss in the purple dress under the tree and... So magical. Well, I remember we were on the side, um, kind of like up further, and the only thing I remember from that concert is I think she sings Enchanted and she's like going around. Oh yeah, in the little like balcony. Yes, thing. exactly. Yes. Yeah. I think she also sang Love Story in that. Oh. Like, maybe yes. she got up in it on Love Story and then she continued. Yeah. Enchanted. Yeah. Yeah. I think I bought like the Speak Now like concert book. I oh. still have it upstairs somewhere. Yeah, you better keep that. I know. I bet it's in my Taylor drawer. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Red together, no. did we? No. I remember I was like off to the right. I feel like the one I really remember from that is um the lucky one. Yeah. I, I actually don't remember the red concert at all. I'm terrible at remembering I remember the concerts. shirts we made because we like wrote like we wore red shirts and we like decorated them, uh-huh. but they looked like super shitty because we were like 12. Then we went to two 1989 concerts together. Yes. And the first one we went to, we made all matching yes. shirts. I think I still have that shirt. Yeah. So cute. And then we made, that was when we were really big on the Tumblr scene. Yes. <laughs> you guys, Jamie's claim to fame is that Taylor Swift followed her on Tumblr. When we had Taylor Swift Tumblrs, yeah. 
she followed her and she still does and i don't i don't ever go on tumblr but i, think I don't I think she does either went on, i know i think i went for the first time like a few months ago after like years and i had a dm from someone that was like i see you have a taylor swift follow would you consider giving me your account or something because, oh my god because i was wait wait inactive. uh i think it was last year oh yeah. i don't even think she was still on tumblr last year though no. i'm sure she got off like probably when we did yeah i don't think i've been on that since like 2015 i know so yeah, so we went to 1989 together twice. Yeah, we went in Charlotte, and then we went in Atlanta, obviously. Yes. And that one, we wore little, um, like, Welcome to New York, New Romantics outfits, mm-hmm. which is, like, what she wore in the tour. She wore, like, black crop top and, like, a sparkly skirt. Yep. And we made a really good sign, too. Mm-hmm. We put, like, lights on it. We put lights it. in it, lit yeah. up. It was crazy. Yeah. And then we went to um, Reputation together. Yep. That was right before we left for college. That's the last concert we've been to. That's so crazy. Yeah, I know. Oh. That was so sad, too. I remember we all drew 13s on our hands. Yeah. And then you, me, Parker, and Olivia were in the, like, um, what's Nose it called? Bleeds. Nosebleeds. Yeah. And then she she sang New Year's Day, and I was crying because we were all about to leave. And no, it was it, so emotional. It was New, Year, New Year's Day with Long Live. And it so was? I was like, remember oh my this God. And I literally have a video of that. And in the background, you're going, Because oh. <laughs> I was leaving for college in, like, five days. Yeah, I don't no, know. literally. It was, like, pretty – it was, like, August. Would you want to talk about kind of, like, your experience in college and, like, how you went to Loyola and then, like, transferred? Yeah. I started college at Loyola University, which is in New Orleans. And so I did my whole freshman year there. And um, it's a really good school. It's like a beautiful campus. New Orleans is gorgeous. New Orleans is like my second home, which is one of the reasons I went there. But I have really bad social anxiety. And it was like a whole... I had this idea. The reason I wanted to go out of state for college is I had this idea that I would go and like reinvent myself mm, and yeah. and suddenly I would be outgoing and suddenly I wouldn't have anxiety <laughs> yeah right <laughs> all this stuff and obviously that didn't happen and it was even more of a shell shock because like I'm really close with my family and so all of a sudden not only did I not have any of my friends I didn't have any of my family and I was completely by myself and basically like I met a lot of people but nothing stuck like, none of the relationships stuck. And I had a really good time academically. Like, I did really well, and I liked all of my classes. And the campus and the part of the city we were in was, like, amazing. And I had a good time by myself. But mostly I was really lonely and really homesick. Actually, it was Parker. We FaceTimed. Okay. And I was just kind of saying that, like, I wasn't having a great time. Then Parker was like, well, have you considered transferring? And, like, it had never crossed my mind. Interesting. Um, so that was very – I think that she said that. And then the next semester I applied to Georgia. Did um, you apply anywhere else to transfer or just Georgia? Just Georgia. Okay. Uh, I might have applied to Georgia State as well. Okay. Georgia seemed good because um, one of my best friends, Eva, was there. And so she was, like, a big part of me going there. And it seemed good because, like – it wasn't Atlanta, so it wasn't home, but it was still, like, I can drive home easily. Mm-hmm. When you're a transfer into Georgia, in order to apply, you have to have 30 credit hours already, which means that I couldn't go the fall semester. I had to wait till the spring semester. So fall semester, I just worked on campus, like, full-time. And then spring, I started spring 2020. So I went for, like, that sucks. barely two months, and then we went online. And so... I, it really wasn't until this past fall that, like, I really 
got into Georgia and like started making friends and like having a good time. But now I'm having a grand old time. <laughs> so, okay, so glad good. to hear it. And then I also want to talk about you like individually making music and like releasing music. Would you mind talking about like your experience making your own music and what all goes into that, like the production, releasing it and all of that? Mm-hmm. I've written songs for like a really long time. But whenever I write a song, it just kind of like sits on a piece of paper and like in my voice memos and it's just like me and my guitar or me or my piano. And I never really thought about producing songs, like what that would entail until I opened for Elliot Bronson at Eddie's Attic. And Elliot used to be my guitar teacher. He's a very cool guy. One of the guys in his band and like his friend and stuff is a producer. And so we kind of worked on like a couple things together and he kind of helped me imagine my songs beyond just acoustic. Mm-hmm. Then when COVID hit and like I was just in my parents basement all the time um I like wanted to record songs and so basically I just think about like what vibe I want the song to have which I know sounds like too abstract and everything but like like if you listen to a song that you like you can say the overarching vibe of yeah it. then it's just a lot of like trial and error and listening to the song like a billion times with like something slightly different each time that's kind of how it works for me. Is it ever kind of like, you know, when people post about how they like take pictures and then they are editing their pictures and they look at it so much and then they're like, this is ugly. I hate this picture. Does that ever happen? Okay. Like if you're working on a song actually, and you're always like playing with things and then you're like, I can't listen to this anymore. It's actually the total opposite. Oh, okay. I feel like the more I listen to a song, the more I like it. And I feel like that's bad because that's why I always I like, feel like that too yeah with, like just listening to music in general like i feel yes. like if i play a song enough i'll like it more like songs really like grow on me over time yes. i love to send send my songs like to my parents um my dad is really good at being like put reverb on the drums or like do this or take this out or like it's too crowded here um so it's nice to have like another ear yeah. for it um, it sounds like he's a very like objective ear too yes i would be like oh my god that's amazing i know I'll just say, like, in terms of, like, actually releasing it, like, once it's made and everything, something I didn't know until my music industry class at Loyola was that songs have to be mastered. Unless you can master songs, no one can really tell you what it is. But basically the gist is that it's so, if you shuffle all the songs in your library and you go from, like, 22 by Taylor Swift to 316 by Jane Day, then then you don't have to like turn up the volume so that they're like the same level. I mean, you don't technically have to do mastering to release it, but it makes it sound, I guess, more professional. So if you're not signed to a record label, then there are these distribution sites. They'll send the cover art and the recording to like Spotify and like every single streaming service. If you want a specific release date, then you have to do it far enough ahead where they like approve it. And I'm bad at planning ahead. Mm-hmm. So that part is a little. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we talk about like music taste? Yes. We talked a lot about Taylor Swift, but I feel like we could talk about other people. Yeah. I do the Apple Music replay. Yes. But what were your like top artists or even currently like since last year? It's hard because I, I'm honestly so weird about listening to music. Like, I'm not one of those people that's like always walking around with headphones in my ears. Like really? I, it, when I when I'm driving five minutes, I don't need music playing. Like 
I'm very particular about it. Like, like if, if I'm listening to music, I have to be listening to it. And then I have music that like I only play in the background. And then I get in these different phases. Like in winter, I I typically just listen to the same thing over and over again because I'm like not in the mood to find anything new. It changes every winter, but typically oh. I'm in a Taylor Swift mood in okay. the winter. And then Lord is like my summer person. You really love I like Lord too, but I feel like you really love Lord. I feel like I don't have like seasonal the way you're talking about listening to music is kind of what I feel like people talk about when they listen or when they watch different TV shows in mm. different seasons. Like I feel like I saw all these TikToks in the fall being like, mm, it's fall time, time for me to rewatch Gilmore Girls yeah. or like whatever. I feel like a lot of people have like seasonal TV shows. Mm-hmm. There's like you have like seasonal Oh, a hundred percent. There's this band called the Wood Brothers. They were always playing in my house growing up, and I have this very specific memory of their album, Ways Not to Lose, playing, and, like, all our windows were open, and it was, like, spring. My mom was talking to me after listening to our first podcast episode where Ava was talking about how she listens to a lot of bands that her, like, parents liked. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're that way, too. Mm -hmm. And my mom was talking to me, and she was like, I wish we had played you more music of ours because... I don't know. I don't listen, really listen to any like old artists, mm-hmm. but I feel like the I was trying to think of like what music I got from my parents, and I feel like they always really played Jack Johnson, which yeah. I know you guys listen to, and also the Dixie Chicks yeah. or the Chicks. My mom loved them, and yeah. so I have grown up listening to them because of her, yeah. um, which I feel like is like a good one to pass on. Mm-hmm. I don't really use Spotify, but um, I have this playlist on Spotify um, that's called Springs Road, which is like where my childhood home was and every time I remember a song from my childhood I add it to that that's so cute and I love and so it's like a ton of Stevie Wonder it's like it's honestly like mostly Stevie Wonder I think my parents like adore him September by Earth, Wind & Fire and ABC's by the Jackson 5 I mean obviously Taylor Swift's my number one like on my if I'm thinking to like my um Apple Music Mm -hmm. or like my Spotify wrapped whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. and then I had a lot of AJR this year Uh Um, do you listen to them too or like a little bit I don't really but I really like them like what I've heard I got all my friends into them this year because we all came back from Music Midtown Uh and we saw them and all of my friends were like oh my god they were so good live like they were such good performers they're so they're just so like electric Mm -hmm. and like really captivating like hype and oh they were so good so I've gotten back into them and I'm also into this year. Casey Musgraves. I really liked her new album. And then recently I've been really getting into Maisie Peters. Oh, which yeah. I think I said that on the podcast. <laughs> Talk um, about lyrics. She has really good lyrics. She has such good lyrics. Yeah. I want, I really want to hear you. I know you say you don't like the way she sings sometimes, but I really want you to like cover some of her songs. No, she has I such good lyrics. To. And I feel like I can imagine you like singing them. Yeah. She has very like nostalgic, like high school vibes. Yeah. I'm literally going to go through my music mental library, but it's like, Taylor Swift, Lord, Maggie Rogers, Harry Styles, Nirvana, and I think Can I Kick It by A Tribe Called Quest is like one of the best songs ever. So is It Ain't Over Till It's Over by Lenny Kravitz. I actually want to play that for you. Is there any music that you do not like? Yeah, I... Or like um, like a genre or anything? I despise pop punk, like... Um, pop punk? It's like Green Day and like Panic at the Disco, and I just... It, they have a particular way of singing, and I do not like it. You also like Olivia Rodrigo. Right? Oh, she was in my top artist this year. I think I think she was my number two. I genuinely think Deja Vu by Olivia Rodrigo 
is one of my favorite songs of all time. Oh, I'm excited for her to come up with more music. I was reading an interview of her the other day and she was saying she's writing some things and she has a, a name in mind for a new album. But I don't think, I think we were way off with Sweet. She was saying like, oh, since then I've turned, like she just turned 19. And so, oh my God, she's so I know she's young. so young. JD has really good music taste. <laughs> And um, she just likes lots of things, and she's just very knowledgeable. And no, really, I'm not saying I no, think so. Yeah. And I feel like whenever I listen to new music, I like text you, and I'm like, oh, have you heard this? What do you think? I always feel accomplished if I hear an artist and I listen to a song, and then I text you, and I'm like, oh, have you heard this person? And you're like, oh, my God, no, I haven't. I need to check it out. And I'm like, I recommended an artist to Jamie? No way. I love that. Oh, Peter McPoland. I love him. I've heard of him because I think Hannah listens to him. I've heard those. Hannah played them for me. Yeah. I'm really on like girl singer songwriter TikTok. Yeah. Like girls who are trying to write songs like Taylor Swift and like Lord and stuff. Yeah. It feels like in order to get people to listen to your music now, you have to do TikTok. And I don't like that. Yeah, because I have no, that's not where my creativity lies. Like, I have no interest in producing stuff like that. Yeah. Speaking of, yes. I want you to plug your music <laughs> and your anything. Okay. okay. For music, I go by Jane Day. And all my social media handles are Jane Day Music. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitter. But Twitter is like mostly me fangirling. And I'm also on YouTube and every streaming service. And my two songs that are out are called Oh No and 316. So Oh No is kind of like about someone who falls in love very easily. The hook of the song is like, oh no, I fell in love with you again. It's like kind of upbeat, but it's still kind of like angsty. And then 316 is my other song. And it's kind of just about being lonely in college. 316 is the road that goes from Atlanta to Athens. And it has some cute little like Athens and Atlanta things that you'll pick up on if you're from either of those places. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Jordan and Ava for being willing to have me on here because I love podcasts and I love talking about music. And so I appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Bye.